Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode nine of my podcast, I Stand Strong. I am Teddy, coming at you once again from the concrete jungle of the beautiful Northwest in my bear cave. Um, this is, well, I already said this is episode nine. <laughs> um, if I sound a little off, it's because I am currently in, currently in quarantine. Um, about four days ago, I tested positive for COVID, so I have been locked up in my my little two-bedroom chateau, so to speak, um, for a bit now. But, um, yeah, so uh, it's, it's about that time for me to record, though. So here we go. I'm sorry if I cough a little bit sometime during this or if I get a little froggy. I'm, I'm doing my best to fight it. Um, okay, so today I think I'm going to talk to you about my, my tattoo journey, a.k.a. my love of tattoos, um, whatever. I mean, I can remember... There's a point in time where I got my ears pierced or whatever, and I always said, oh, I'll never do tattooing because at least ear piercings, if I get tired of them, I can take them out and they're gone. You know, tattoo, you really can't do that with. Um, so, yeah, for a long time, I, I, I fought against it, but I was, I was always a little bit intrigued by it. Like, I remember any time I would ever draw cartoon characters, they were always tattooed up to the high heaven. I always found tattooed people more interesting, you know, like definitely music wise, whatnot. But, um, God, I had to have been like 20, I think I was 23 when I got my first, 22, 23 when I got my first tattoo, um, which was my, uh, writing from the ring of power from Lord of the Rings. I remember why I got it. Um, I had recently quit smoking and the, the writing from the ring of power like had significance because I remember I was reading Lord of the Rings at the time. And there's a point in the book where Gandalf is explaining Gollum's relationship to the ring. And I remember thinking that was my relationship to smoking. You know, he loves it and he hates it. He hates it so much. He wants to let it go, but, he does, you know, it, it, it like hurts to let it go kind of thing, you know? So it's this, this whole push me, pull you kind of relationship with it. And that's kind of how I was feeling with my smoking at the time. And unfortunately I ha I have fallen back down the, uh, the well of smoking again, which is an unfortunate side, side effect of my divorce. But, um, well, I won't even put it on my divorce. It was my weakness. I, I got weak because of how low I was getting from, from the fallouts of everything. And I gave in and I, you know, I, I need to get back up on that horse and I will one day I'm, I'm, I'm working on that one. I'll get back to you on that. Um, but yeah, I remember really, really fighting the, the urge to get a tattoo, but then I had a buddy who got a tattoo of Rob Zombie's name tattooed down his forearm. And, uh, it was really cool of me. It looked almost identical. It was uh, the exact writing from... It just said zombie, but it was the exact writing from Hellbilly Deluxe album, I believe. Um, and I remember thinking that was really cool. But then, like, you know, it's like... As I went on, I'm like, you know what? I, I could really... I could really see putting the, the Lord of the Rings writing on my forearm. So he got together with me. We went and talked to the the artist that he went through and I ended up going with somebody else who was in the shop. I don't remember, even remember her name. Um, 
I only ever got one tattoo, the one tattoo from her, but it was at Dragonfly before they moved. Um, and I got, you know, they, there's like, I think it was like 200 bucks. So I went and pulled the cash out, came back an hour later and, you know, got the, the ring of power tattooed around my forearm and like an armband. Um, doesn't go all the way around, but, um, and I got a lot of shit for that, but Eh, whatever it, it is what it is it's it's my tattoo and i i still enjoy it but um i remember thinking okay yeah i got the one that that's all. i don't need any others little did i know the addiction that is within tattooing because it's like once you get your first one it's like you can always think of more i've been i've been good enough to kind of just keep a good hold on like, okay, I want to get this tattoo, but do I really want to get it? Or is it just something I want to get tattooed? Um, and I've been doing, I'm, I'm pretty good at keeping control over that to the point that I've been very selective of my tattoos. I've well, I shouldn't say selective, but I've gotten very picky about what I'm going to get tattooed on me because I want to make sure it means something. But, uh, so yeah, that was my first one. I remember my my mom when my mom found out about it, she was really against tattoos. But then again, in my family, I think only one of my sisters has a tattoos and tattoo and she regrets it, but and don't get me wrong, I, I have small regrets to one of my tattoos and I'll get I'll I'll get into that. Um But yeah, so it's like, you know, I, I went a while with that after that one and then I started thinking about it. I'm like, I really want to get something. I want to really want to get tattooed again. And I started looking into the new artists that my buddy was going through, which that kind of, for the first two tattoos, that was kind of a, a process that happened a lot was I'd uh, just go through the tattoo artist my buddy was going through rather than dig it up. And that, that might've been my problem um, on this one. Um, but I really wanted to get something for Nikki six. Because I have a strange fascination with Nikki Six. You know, he's he's a great songwriter. He's been around for a while, and he's been through some shit. Um, and it was kind of he's kind of an inspiring story. I mean, he he what died twice to heroin, and he's still still going strong somehow. I mean, that's got to be something. Um, but yeah, so I'd uh, but then I'd always really loved. The self-titled Motley Crue album, which gets a lot of unnecessary hate, if you ask me, because, yes, Vince Neil isn't there, so it's not the same kind of music. They had John Karabi, for for better or for worse, the guy, put they put together a really great album for that. And that's still one of my favorite Motley Crue albums, even though it probably shouldn't have been called, Mo- the band should not have been called Motley Crue, and they didn't want to be called Motley Crue. And the album, damn sure, shouldn't have been called Motley Crue. I think their original title was uh, Till Death Do Us Part was the name of the band or something like that. But then the the record label really wanted to cash in on the Motley Crue name to get sales. Um, but the album was totally different. It was way more socially conscious. conscious. It wasn't just a... It wasn't just party anthems. I mean, you had songs like Uncle Jack, which I want to say was about abuse, physical or sexual. I I can't remember. 
We had like Power to the People, which is very much a movement about, you know, or a song about, you know, standing up for, you know, like everybody has their right to believe what they want to believe. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, Hell, Misunderstood is still one of the best songs they've ever written. And it's nowhere near what Motley Crue usually does. But I'm getting on a side tangent here. Um, but yeah, so but in that album, there was, or inside the booklet of the album, there was like a picture of a black six ball from Pool. And I know, yes, the six ball is usually like a forest green. The eight ball is black. Well, I really liked the, the look of that image. So I was talking with my buddy's artist about getting it put on my forearm. And he really liked the idea, but he was like, okay, if I do this, though, I don't want to just do a flat image. I want to make it look like it's three-dimensional. I'm like, okay, well, I don't want it to be a traditional six. I really like the Roman numeral six, so I'd like the Roman numeral six on there. And we okayed with it, but then... um I won't get too deeply into why that tattoo got postponed, but there was there was a there's a bit of controversy to that tattoo at first um, between me and uh, my now ex-wife Michelle because she wasn't really sure of the tattoo. I was feeling defensive that she wasn't really into it, and things were said and hurts were caused, and yeah. Um, but anyway, so couple months down the road after my original appointment when I should have done when I when I my original intention of getting it tattooed she got tattooed at the same time as me she got a tattoo for her great-grandmother with her uh, which was a rose with the cancer symbol in it as a tramp stamp and I got my six ball and this is this is the only real regret to it was I don't think that that artist was real great. I mean, he was really great when you gave him, like when he had to do a tattoo that was already stenciled up. But if it was something he had to draw for himself, he was not great. So the tattoo didn't turn out great. Um, I'll get into why I like it a little better now. Um, I mean, I don't I don't fully regret it. I just I think it was just I think I could have found a better better artist for it. Um, but then, you know, so that, that one got done and, you know, life moved on a little bit. And then just a little after me and Michelle got married in 2005, I started getting the itch again. And I was getting, you know, we, we had gotten married, but I was getting the itch and I really wanted to get another tattoo. And she told me, okay, she'd let me get another tattoo. You know, we, we worked it out that I'd get another tattoo because really it was coming down to, you know, now that we our, our funds were joined, it was like, it wasn't really just my decision anymore. Um, so the crow got me and her together. And originally my idea was I wanted to put the crow logo basically along my shoulder blades with the head of the crow coming up onto my neck. But I was a welder at the time, and I had had slag burns on the back of my neck that were pretty bad. And the guy, when I went into the, the this was the first time I went looking for my own artist, and there was a, a shop up the street that had decent reviews. So I went up there, and he was like, yeah, I just don't think that's going to work because of the slag burns, the 
the the healing really wasn't great on him yet, so he didn't think that the the ink would hold very well. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Um, so I said, okay, well, I'll tell you what, I'll come back in a little bit. I'll I'll think about some other ideas. Well, I was looking through the crow. I just like happened to be reading the crow, the original crow comic, and in the back there were some original James O'Barr, um art like there's some original pieces in the back like maybe they were alternate covers i don't know but there was a great one of eric draven like laced in this fence like he's leaning against fence he's got his fingers linked through it it's just a cool image in his in you know james obar style which is very dark um so that was my idea i'm like okay i'll get that put on my right by or my left bicep and the guy's like yeah it's like gonna be you know, and he gave me a price. I'm like, it was way more than I was looking to spend. So I'm like, well, could we, you know, like just do bits of the fence to make it clear it's a fence, but not have all the cross, not all the fencing in it. And that got down to, I think it was like 350 before, before a tip. Um, and you know, we, we worked it out and I got it done. Now here's where I have a regret with this one. I love the tattoo because it has its meaning, I just wish I hadn't had it done so strictly to the original image, which was all just black and white. I really wish, or what was all just black on a white page pretty much. So I really wish I would have had him find a way to use whites and whatnot to lighten up the image, to give it more than just black, a shit ton of black on my skin. So it really hasn't aged well. I still love the tattoo, but I really wish I would have done it differently to make it the image last longer. It's a little hard to see what it is sometimes. On top of the fact that the artist was a little heavy-handed, so there's a lot of scarring on that one. But once again, you know, you live, you learn. And, you know, that that's kind of a going theory as I went along with my tattoo journey. I I found better better ways around it, better artists, whatnot. Um, so yeah, that was my, that was my crow tattoo and, you know, which is now part of a sleeve, which once again, I'll get to later. Um, so that was, that was my crow. And, you know, and I, I really love that one. I remember Michelle sat there with me for most of that tattoo. We ate, I think like some Subway sandwiches or something or like maybe it was some Burger King, like in the middle of it. And then, Went and got tattooed, and then I remember I uh, finished getting my tattoo, and then we went grocery shopping. I remember being really sore after that one because it was it was a long session, and he, like I said, he was not a light-handed artist, so he really dug into my arm pretty good. Um, so then we're going, you know, and that was so I'd have been like twenty-five, maybe twenty-six at that point in time. And I always kept stockpiling ideas for tattoos. Um, But I never really acted on any of them. I never really pushed it. And then I remember around the time I was getting ready to turn 30, I really wanted to get another tattoo. Um, And where was I working at that time? Ooh, I was working at... Wow, that's weird. I was working at Carlton at that point. Um, Anyways, I'd gone through a couple jobs since my last tattoo 
Um, because I had gotten laid off. One of them I had moved just because I was working in Portland. I was tired of working in Portland. So I got moved to Vancouver. And then that place in 2008 started having issues. And they they did a major layoff. And unfortunately, I was one of them. I went back to school, got a lot of got a lot of schooling, you know, got some schooling done, never ended up really going anywhere with it. But, um, anyway, so I got a job out in Milwaukee, Oregon, working in Carlton. I'm, I'm getting ready to turn 30. I want another tattoo. And my original idea was I'm a huge Michael Jordan fan. I get it. The guy is totally a jerk in some aspects because you know, like I, I love the the Last Dance documentary, but it very very clearly makes it look you know makes it clear that he's he's very driven. He doesn't understand somebody who isn't as driven as him, and so because of that, I get why he was the way he was. It doesn't one hundred percent make it right with the way he treated some people sometimes, but he you can't argue with the fact that he did drive people to be better than what you know. To be better, you know, he he wanted people to be better, to to strive to to not just settle for what they what they were. Um, but anyways, you know, so I want I really wanted to get a piece of my like a collage of Michael Jordan. Um, and I think I had like the ideas of one of them was going to be you know him with his head against the 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 trophy, the championship trophy, you know, that the year he won. I want to say it was the year he won after his father passed. You know, it's him with his head again. Like, he's got a hat on his head, but it's, like, kind of pushed up because he's got the trophy against his head, and he's crying. Um, Just a great iconic image. And then I wanted... I can't remember what the other image is. I I know one of them was, of course, the iconic, you know, Air Jordan pose. Um, But I was was really looking to get that one done. And there was... Here we go again. There was a tattoo shop at the mall near us that had opened up and they were doing, uh, I think it was like five hours of work for 350 bucks or something like that. And so I was signing up for, I got signed up for that. And I, I met the artist Lee who was really good. He had a really good art style and I started setting this up. I showed him the images I really wanted and had him start working on it. Well, once again, I'm talking with people about it and both, Michelle and my buddy Tony both had the same thought is like, you know, what happens if he does this tattoo and it doesn't look like Michael Jordan? How smashed would that make? You know, how how much would that break you? And the more I thought of it, the more I'm like, yeah, photo tattoos are not like the style of tattoo I was looking to get is not something just anybody could do. So it could easily have gone wrong. Um so I started thinking about other things that I'd really liked. And I've always been a fan of Thor. I wasn't a huge Thor collector at that point in time, but I'd always loved the character Thor. And I always remembered this one image for some reason. I thought it happened during civil war because it was a cover image and it's just Thor standing in the rain, you know, like hair dropped down because he's like just, he's drenched. And in one hand, he's got a uh, cap shield and the other hand, he's got Iron Man's helmet. So I started really digging to try to remember, like, figure out this image. And finally I found it, and sure enough, it was actually part of Ultimates 2. It was issue number five's cover. Had nothing to do with what's going on inside the issue, which is another whole bag of worms for comics. But um, 
it was this great image. So I remember I brought it into Lee and I told him, listen, you know, I know you already started working on this one and I'm sorry, but I wanted to talk to you about changing it because I'm a little concerned that it's not going to turn out the way I want it. And if this doesn't turn out the way I want it, it's, it's going to, it's going to break me. And he understood. So, you know, I gave him the new image and he really seemed enthusiastic about it. So we, we went forward with it. So on my, exactly on my 30th, no, was it on my 30th birthday or was it the day before? It might have been the day before my 30th birthday. I went in and I spent all day at that tattoo shop getting my leg tattooed. It was on my my right calf. It goes from just a little above my ankle all the way up to just below my kneecap, below the back of my kneecap. Um, he put this beautiful rendition of that that image. Um, it's very green because that's the way the image looked. So I get a lot of questions if I've got Hulk or uh, Swamp Thing tattooed on my leg, which I laugh about. Um, but I also still get a lot of compliments about it. Um, so yeah, so that was, so I went and got that one done and then proceeded to go in, went home, got like an hour of sleep and then went in and worked all the next, all that night at my new job, just constantly pulling the pants away from the back of my leg because I worked at a place I couldn't let it stay open, but so I couldn't wear like shorts or anything, but yeah. Um, and I, I still love that tattoo. Um, but yeah, it was very much my feeling of, okay, this is, this is me getting through the first 30 years. Let's to, to celebrate moving on to the next, however long I, I got my 30th tattoo, my 30th birthday tattoo of Thor on it, on my calf, which would then kick off my massive Thor collection, which is another whole bag of worms once again that my sister Melissa, my ex-wife Michelle, among many other people, have helped helped feed um, to the point that now it's it's massive and it's a little hard to move around when I have to move, but whatever. Um. So yeah, that was my that was that tattoo done. Um. So time moves on. Once again, still having ideas, and I can't remember what triggered it, but at some point in time, me and Michelle decided we really wanted to get tattooed together again, except this time we wanted something to be significant. We wanted to get something very similar to each other, so it really had the significance between us, and we decided we really wanted to get tribal sea turtles to celebrate. You know, we got married in Hawaii, and there were sea turtles off the coast. So I uh, I finally got a hold of Lee, who was no longer working at the mall because that shop had shut down. But he was now working at where it, what used to be Dragonfly Tattoo, where I got my first tattoo, but it was changed changed ownership and changed names. And um, so we went and talked to him, and we got an appointment for us both to get tattooed. And me, I got a tribal sea turtle on my left peck with. Like in the shell, there's like a a little bit like a water splash, but then there's a a, a wave of heart kind of going around it. Like it looks like water, like Asian inspired water going around it in a heart shape. Um, and that was mine. Then Michelle got hers on her upper back. Um, 
And I remember asking her if she was sure where she wanted to put it because it was a little high. And I kept trying to make that her understand that. But she think, she kept thinking I was talking about how much pain it might be. But she got it done where she got it done. And like, but instead of like where mine had like that little bit of like, like almost like a wave look to it in part of the shell. Hers had more of a flower look because she had like hibiscuses, I think is what they were, um, all around hers. So then if she ever decided to do a full back piece to tie her her rose into that, she could easily just do like a flower collage kind of thing. Um and hers ended up really good. Mine ended up mine ended up I, I love mine. She liked hers. What I didn't know was um once again I went and got tattooed and then went into work the next that that same night. Um was he did mine first and I guess he was kind of a jerk to her, you know, like I wasn't there, but you know, but I, I have no reason to doubt that what Michelle said, I guess he was just kind of confrontational. I mean, he did make a couple comments to me that, you know, he, he'd been in the business for so long and he'd never wanted to do uh, tribal again. So he was kind of bitching about having to do a tribal sea turtles. And it's like, dude, you're getting paid. You could have said, no, I would have gone to a different artist. Stop your fucking complaining. But whatever, you know, he got, he got paid. He did the tattoos. I like them both. Um, but that right there was enough that when it came time that I was looking to get tattooed again, um, I really wanted to do a piece to attach onto that, that sea turtle that was for my mom and dad and to set up if I ever wanted to do a full piece on my chest about my parent or about my family. So I started looking into it and I just, I decided right away, well, it was between that and, um, we had gone to Universal Studios and we just happened to be there at the same time as one of Michelle's old friends. And he's, you know, I mean, he's our friend, but he was Michelle's friend first, Shane. And he had gotten a tattoo of like a bear or something. And I remember asking, talking to him about it and asking him where he got it. And he said, yeah, he got it from this guy, Lee. And I'm like, oh, crap, was it Temple of Tattoo? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, crap, okay. So, yeah, so it was the same guy. Um, And he was telling me some of the horror story with him, like, you know, how, you know, he was quoted one price. He came in, it was like almost double the price. All these kinds of things. And it just kind of left a bad feeling. I was like, okay, yeah, next tattoo I get, I'm not going with him again. Um, even though I've had a couple interactions with Lee afterwards, just never around to ta- actually getting a tattoo. He seems like a, he's a nice guy, nice enough guy, but just not somebody I want to work with for my tattoos anymore. I'm not going to give him my money anymore. Um, so I start looking into getting this piece done for my mom and dad. I know what I want to do because my dad was 30 some odd years in the military, retired a Lieutenant Colonel, uh, in the army. So his... His insignia when he retired was a silver oak leaf, I believe is what it is. Um, so I wanted to get that for him. And then for my mom, my mom really likes quilting. And instead of just getting a, like a heart that just says mom, I wanted to get a quilted heart. So, and then I wanted to get the word Ohana going across my clavicle for, you know, because Ohana means family and family means no one gets left behind. Thank you, Lilo and Stitch, um, which would kind of tie into my tribal sea turtle, my Hawaiian tribal sea turtle 
Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so yeah, so I started really thinking about it and I had talked to enough people through like people Michelle worked with through people I knew that had taught who had gone out to five star in battleground Washington and they, they all spoke highly of spider. So here's where the man that has changed my tattoo life comes into, comes into play. I remember going out, I can't remember if I called or I went out there and I, I said, like, Hey, I really want to spot, speak with spider. I, you know, I'd like to get a, a consultation and he's, he just was really nice. He was really accommodating. I had no complaints. In fact, anything I ever heard, if I pitched out an idea, he'd actually just have ideas to possibly tweak it a little bit that would make it seem like it would make it better. If not, just make it like, you know, more trans transferable to the tattoo medium, I guess, because not any, not just any image can be tattooed. Let's face it. It's, there is a certain amount of translation that needs to be done. Um, and yeah, I just, I remember just hitting it off and he, he, I felt comfortable talking to him. I felt like he was excited enough about it that my idea excited him. So that had to be something. So we made the appointment. I go in and I got my first, I would say my first truly badass tattoos from somebody who hundred percent knew what they were doing. I had no complaint. He had no complaints about anything. He only had like, if there's anything he was concerned about, he's brought up the concern and said, Hey, you know, can we tweak this or tweak that? And it's like, yeah. Um, we ended up adding some hibiscus to tie my sea turtle to Michelle's. Um, when it came time to do the, the quilted heart, I remember he asked me if I had any idea for the quilting patterns. And I'm like, I, I have no ideas. So if you can think of anything, and just happens that the the patterns all look very much like Sally's dress from Nightmare Before Christmas, which is badass to me because I'm a huge Nightmare Before Christmas fan. So it's a kind of a subtle reference that if you don't know, you don't know. But if you know it enough, you recognize it and see it. And on top of that, he has got the lightest hand of any of the tattooers I've ever worked with. Like I have had zero, like little to zero scarring from his tattoo since I've started working with him. But, you know, so yeah, so he does those, he did those tattoos and I've always got ideas to add to it more later. Like when my, God forbid, my two dogs pass, I will get paw prints made and they will go on my chest somewhere. Um, and th- th- like I said, this is, this is where my tattoo journey really kind of turned because like, up until then, it was like it was really easy to kind of push off getting tattoos. Once meeting Spider and really seeing the creative, the creative process to me is almost as much fun as the tattoo itself. Um, but yeah, so you know, I think it was it was a while before I got my next tattoos. But so I got my 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 family pieces done, and then about the time me and Michelle started having issues. I had decided I'm, you know, I'm, I wanted to get more tattooing done on my, my left arm. I really wanted to get more music stuff put on there. 
with the idea of eventually having a sleeve of nothing but like my musical influences to, to kind of remind me remind me and tell anybody who sees my arm my my musical my musical journeys of life um so i remember bringing in all the ideas to him and we got everything squared away we had the ideas and then me and michelle really started going downhill so at first it was just i was basically just going to get the the start of it and then go from there. But then she was really kind of hesitant because, you know, once again, sharing money, I understood. So I backed off and we, I kind of tweaked some of my ideas to my arm. <clears throat> and then when we really, really hit hard times, I just decided, screw it. I'm going to finish my left sleeve. And he like my tattoos on my left arm, I'm still very proud of, and I'm really proud of what he started on my right arm so far. But I mean, it's 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 freeing to know the the tattoo, the the feelings of my tattoos to myself. You know, like every time I look in my mirror, like if I get out of the shower, I'm seeing my tattoos, and I'm proud of what I've got there. And uh, for good or the bad ones, you know, I mean, like I, I love them all. Um, but yeah, I think with my first wave of my left arm, though, he put Eddie from Power Slave, uh, the immigrant song Angel from Led Zeppelin, uh, the cover art from, I want to say it was Alpha by Seven Dust. I got the Breaking Benjamin Celtic Knot put in the, the crook of my left elbow. Uh... God, I gotta look at my arm now. To oh, Slipknot's S, um, like their tribal-looking S. I got a set of uh, brass knuckles for Five Finger Death Punch. You know that kind of stuff. And I went with those ones for a while, and I was I was okay with having them. But then, like I said, when Michelle and I started really going downhill, I really needed to pick me up. So I started finishing it off. So I started finding more and more bands that have really meant something to me, or. I feel are influential enough that they may not be hugely a huge part of my music, but I have to recognize where they came from. So like I have the Beatles, I have the, the, Oh Jesus criminy, the silhouette of the Beatles walking Abbey road on, on the underside of my arm. Uh, I have the who's mod symbol. I have the lips from rolling stones which these are all bands that have kind of later on picked up, but they do go around my, my six ball, which as my sleeve got better or got like, started really pass in that six ball really kind of blended in now to the point that it's not, doesn't stick out so much as being, you know, like an artist that I probably shouldn't have gone with. Um, Oh yeah. I got the, the Fozzie, the bomb from the front of the Fozzie album, uh, you want to start a war with their F on it, which if you don't know who Fozzie is, it's, um, I'm also a huge wrestling fan, which I'm sure I'll talk about at some point in time on this, uh, on my podcast. But, uh, Fozzie is the lead, the lead singer is Chris Jericho, who is probably one of my favorite all time personalities. I'd love to sit down and have a conversation with that man just cause he's done movies, he's done music, he does wrestling, and he's a hell of an interviewer. I mean, his podcast is just 
brilliant. I mean, whether he's talking to somebody about conspiracy theories or he's talking to somebody about the music they love or talking about horror movies or talking about wrestling or talking about, I mean, he's talked about everything and everything. He is a great interviewer. He knows how to host an interview on top of being a great personality himself. Um, yeah, I, he's, he's that one in a million talent. I think that like whatever he puts his mind to and And that's also another thing is he's very inspiring. Like anything he puts his mind to, he does it. And you know, that's, that's great. So, you know, got them, but then, you know, as I've gone, I've had like, you know, I've added AIC for Allison chains in the cover of the color of that, like that dirty orange that they used for the cover of, um, the dirt album. Uh, I've added the CFH, the Cowboys from Hell logo for Pantera. I've got Jimi Hendrix's autograph on the upper part of my arm because it was the only way I could think to incorporate Jimi Hendrix. You know, I've got an Ace of Spades for Motorhead. Um, I've got a few more, you know, obscure bands on there that, you know, I used to, I, I made a joke when my f- sleeve was first finished that anybody who could name all the bands I have tattooed on my arm, I'd give them a hundred bucks because there were some bands on there that there's, there's one band specifically on my arm that I don't think anybody, unless you know of, unless you were a really big fan of the band, you'd even recognize the logo to know who it is. Um, you know, and then I remember at one point in time, I'd found this, uh, this image of, uh, an EKG, and in the EKG, you know, it had the heartbeat beats, but then it also said music. Well, I took that to him. Like, I really wanted that used as the 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 bottom of my wrist for my sleeve. Well, he came up with the idea of instead of it saying music, just having the EKG beats, and then every once in a while having a musical instrument or musical note. And I'm like, I love that idea. And then we added to like you know that that led into the background being, you know, there's like smaller notes and they get bigger as they go up my arm. But then it just kind of has like a black and gray kind of filler in the background of it all, which makes all the color and the, the uncolored tattoos pop really well. And this goes back to, you know, like he spider is not only like an awesome person to work with tattoo wise, but I mean, like, he's just a great person. Like, I've I've lost track of how many great conversations I've had the guy. Like, if I just come in to show him, like, the, the tattoos once it's settled in and everything, we'll have, like, probably end up having a 45-minute hour conversation about movies or about music or our love of Funko Pops that we both have. I mean, he's, he's really turned my, <laughs> turned my, my uh, tattoo journey around, that's for sure. Um, yeah. And and I think that right there is what makes this a a better experience than any of the other artists I've worked with is the fact that if I come at him with an idea, I know I'm going to get something, something feedback from somebody who's been working with this medium of art for so long that you know, he'll, he'll throw me back an idea. He won't just say, okay, yeah, we'll just do what you want. He'll be like, you know, yeah, this sounds cool, but how about we try, you know, like if we take this and we, we tweak it a little bit, like with, with my EKG, because looking back, if he would have tried to put music, have it say music in that thing, it would have been so small. It probably would have been un- illegible down the road as it heals. 
but he took my my ideas and he made them better. On top of the fact that it's like we sit there and we'll watch, you know, hell, last time I went in, we watched uh, a couple Christmas movies and Ace Ventura when nature calls while I was getting tattooed. That and the ta- the, the shop, the feeling in that shop is totally different than I've ever been in either because it's uh, him and his brother Levon. And I don't think Amanda was there the last time. She might have been. I can't remember now. But she might have been out. I can't remember. But um, yeah, we were just all BSing and, of course, making making gay jokes and whatnot just because we can't. Or, well, I should say gay jokes. That sounds like we're being horrible. But no, but like making jokes about like, you know, I, I only get tattooed because I want to. I'm, I'm hoping to get into Levon's pants or something like that. You know, little shit like that. Um. But, you know, it's it's just this, it's, it's a comfortable environment. And even though, and, you know, when it comes to tattoos, I remember I'm always asked, you know, like, well, doesn't that hurt? I'm like, yeah, but the pain is the process, man. That's, it, it's weird, but it's almost like it, it, that's what helps me the most through this stuff is like, you know, it's like, I can deal with physical pain, emotional I'm not so great with, but you give me physical pain. I can, I can work through that. So, you know, like I'm getting tattooed and sure, you know, for the first, first line or so it hurts and then it goes numb. And then, you know, you get into hour three, it can start getting a little irritating, but I can get through that. I mean, there's been very few spots on my body that have actually elicited actual responses. Um, I can think of, you know, like I think when he was doing like the H or the A on the Ohana on my clavicle, he hit a spot that was getting really close to the center of the chest that that one sent a, sent a little pain spike through me. And I know he noticed it because he laughed at me for it, which that's his job. You know, he's, he enjoys inflicting the pain and I enjoy taking the pain. But, uh, and then he, I think the other one was like on the underside of my arm when we were doing the filler around like the queen Q and stuff like that on the underside of my arm. Oh man, there were some spots in there that I was like, it was getting sensitive, but I never regretted it strangely, but now, okay. So now we're at the, the end of my left arm. So it's, it's been a while. And I remember I finished my left arm just before my 40th birthday, which would have been not that long ago, really like maybe six, seven months ago now. Would it be six? Actually, probably be like eight months ago now. Um, but yeah, so I got my, I finished my left sleeve, and then I remember I said, "Oh, I'm gonna be gone. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop for a while because I remember I got it done just before I took my trip to Chicago because everything had died down a little bit, you know, quarantine wise. And I'd made the trip, and I remember being afraid of that, but I went and did my trip to Chicago with my brand new sleeve, and I was so happy with that. And I came back and I'd been sitting on it a while and I, I was, at first I was debating on whether I was going to do more, but then it was like, you know what, I'm going to start my right arm. Even though the, when we'd finished my left arm, my next idea was to do my back piece, which I just didn't have enough laid out for it. So I'm like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to postpone the back piece. I'll go to my right arm and then we'll do the back piece. Cause that way at least I can finish my right arm and I know what room I have left from the back of my arm on you know, to my chest to see where we go. 
So I brought him this laundry list of ideas for my right arm, which is going to be um, right now. All that it pretty much is is like a bunch of old technology. So I've got like an old VHS tape. I've got a, a classic Nintendo controller. I've got an old school book. I've got a small pile of comics, and I've got like a boombox with like '80s Technicolor colors, um, like that really popping pinks and yellows and whatever in my my boom box and he took all these ideas and he's like every one of them seemed to spark something in him and that like once again that just that tells me this isn't me just throwing my ideas at somebody who's like okay yeah whatever i'll just get through this whatever he seems excited and he's got ideas to him like i mean he you know, when I, when I came in to do the first session on my, my right arm and he was showing me the boombox idea, he had like eight different versions of a boombox that we could go with. And I'm like, that's awesome. You know what I mean? With the, you know, and then the VHS tape, you know, his original idea was he, you know, he brought in the idea of like possibly doing the nightmare before nightmare on Elm street cover on the VHS box. I'm like, yeah, I'd, I'd really rather leave that for my back piece because my back piece is going to be all my horror movie stuff. So we just went with like, it, it almost looks like a hand-drawn, just says my horror favorites with like red, almost looks like it's written in red Sharpie that's dripping. So it almost looks like kind of like blood. It's kind of cool. Um, And then he had like eight or 10 different like comics drawn up like really small, but really detailed. And so I think I went with, yeah, I went with the Punisher with like the Punisher skull on it. And the Punisher logo looks really badass. And then like a Superman one in the back, even though I'm not a huge Superman fan, I really like the idea of, you know, showing, you know, showing a little, uh, a little respect to a, a comic hero that's been around for a while. Um, but with my book, I remember I wanted it to look like, like a tome, and I wanted it to have the J.R.R. Tolkien logo on it as another reference to Tolkien being one of my favorite authors, even though he's not easy to get he's not easy to get into his stuff because he's not your traditional writer. Um, but yeah, but then I've I've pitched like I've got a I've got a picture of all the all the stuff that's going on my right arm and like we've already got it laid out for my next appointment in March, what's going to be done and everything. But it's, it's, it's great. I mean, and so I guess, you know, to, to summarize, you know, my, my tattoo journey has been a mixed bag. You know, I've got stuff I'm not, I think I could have done better with, but isn't that the story of everything? I mean, it's like, as you go and you get older, you you start really contemplating stuff, not just diving into it head first. And then there's always that aspect of, you know, you get hooked up with the right person that just clicks. I mean, heck, me and my buddy Tony are perfect examples of me. Like when, when I met him, he was dating my sister. And we just had this click of, you know, we got along. You know, he introduced me to a lot of stuff that I would have never known. I mean, he's still introducing me to stuff like... um you know, since this quarantine, um, since I've been on this quarantine, I've been digging into Akira Kurosawa films because of him, which don't get me wrong, I've always meant to, but like, I've been devouring them. Like, uh, Seven Samurai has actually taken a place in my top 10 greatest movies of all time. I mean, it's, 
it's not for everyone because it is definitely does have a pace that would not suit everybody. And I'm really sure I wouldn't have been able to watch that movie if I would have watched it a long time ago because I wouldn't have had the patience for it. But at the same time, it's almost four hour movie that didn't feel like four hours. I mean, it is a very, it's very well paced, but it is still because the way Japanese cinema is, it is a little more slower paced than most. I mean, you know, if you look at Magnificent Seven, which was based on it, Magnificent Seven is kind of like you get these quick introductions of characters and then blam, you're in this this massive battle where they're defending a town. Where with uh, Seven Samurai, it's way more of a story of, like, you really get this this detailed description of these, these samurai that have agreed to help these farmers. And the battle takes days if not like a week i think i mean it's it it seems like it's over at least three or four days where if you watch magnificent seven it's like it seems like it's all a, a one day battle um but you know and then i of course i've dug into some other ones but so like that that's kind of like that's kind of the, the the takeaway from from that is you know i'm i'm you know, given i went a little off topic there but you know it's it's you know my journey through tattooing was, you know, I was a young kid, got my first one, probably should have done more shopping around, definitely should have done more shopping around for my second and third ones, even though I like them, they're not, they're not what they could have been had I done my due diligence. Um, but then, you know, like I said, then as I've gone, you know, I, I met Lee and I, I felt I had a good rapport with Lee until he kind of seemed like he got too big for his britches almost, I guess. You know, like he, he felt he was a little above what I was asking him to tattoo on me and that's fine. You know, he didn't want to tattoo it. All he had to do was say so. I would have found somebody else. Maybe I would have found Spider first. Found Spider sooner. Found Spider sooner and been, you know, been working with him from then on. Um... But then I found Spider, and once I found Spider, you know, it's like it feels like it's a totally different experience getting tattooed by him than it is it was from anybody else. You know, I, I feel like I'm going to a friend and just talking with him, and he, he just happens to be tattooing me, and I just happen to be paying him a good amount, <laughs> uh, paying him money to to put ink into my skin. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of make the joke that, you know, tattooing is my acupuncture now. You know, I, I go and get tattooed. And it's my acupuncture appointment. It's it's soothing to me. Um, yeah. So I, I think I'm kind of kind of running running on fumes here at the moment. Um, so I guess I'll just talk. I, I, I guess I'll get into the fact that, you know, like I, I, another big question I get asked being somebody who's tattooed. You know, a lot of people always ask me, well, should I get a tattoo? And I'm just going to put this out there. Number one, if you have to ask that question, you shouldn't get a tattoo. Because that means you don't know what you, that doesn't, you don't want a tattoo at that point in time. Because if you have to ask the question, should I get tattooed? If you have to have somebody else tell you, you shouldn't get tattooed. You don't know what you want. You're going to get something. You're, you're going to just get tattooed just to get tattooed. And you'll probably regret it down the road. Um... 
Don't get me wrong. You could get tattoos you fully thought through and you'll still regret them at some point in time. I don't know. But the yeah, it's like if you if you're gonna if you're gonna get tattooed, do do your due diligence. Learn from my learn from me and do your due diligence. Find an artist that you click with. Make sure you know what you want. Um but at the same time, be open to tweaking it because you have to understand that like I said before not every image is just simple copy paste tattooing you have to tweak things sometimes to make that format work if you ask me at least I could be way off on that um so yeah it's just you know find a good artist know what you want to get be willing to work with them and for God's sake, the other thing is be clean about yourself too. You know, don't go into your tattoo artist just after a long day at work. You know, like I make sure I try to schedule mine on my days off and I will take a shower like just before I leave the house to go to my tattoo artist, make sure I'm nice and clean. Cause I don't want Last thing I want him to do is be working on me and me stinking the place up or something. Um, you know, in the modern in the modern setting right now, wear your mask. Be be polite to the other people that are going to be in that shop. I mean, it's already hairy enough as it is out there. Be safe for every you know. Be safe for the people around you. Um, you know, I'm vaccinated and I still got the I still got this crap. So whatever. Um, and also remember to tip them well if they do the job right give them a good tip. Um, you know, like I think I usually round up to the nearest hundred after whatever, uh, if not an extra hundred on top of that, depending on the work he's done, uh, spiders done for me lately. And you know, like how much, cause like sometimes I feel like he's giving me a better, sometimes I feel he gives me a better, a better deal than, probably the work he's put into it. So I'll try to tip up on that one a little extra because like, no, he's, he's put in the time on top of that. You know, like I say, he's, he's, he's made me a couple custom Funkos that are awesome. You know, like he's bought me a couple Funkos and he didn't need to do that. So, I mean, don't get wrong. I appreciate it, but he didn't have to do that. So like, I try to, I try to repay the balance of, you know, he's a good friend. He's doing this work for me and he, he's trying to make a living. So I'm going to try to help him make that living. So those are kind of my my tips after my uh, my long spiel about my tattoo journey. And keep in mind, my tattoo journey is long from over. I've still I've barely got my right arm started, so I still got to finish my right arm, and then after that, it goes on to my back and my horror movie piece, which I'm still already work I'm still working on. I already have my ideas for it. But I'm just not 100% nailed down. So I figure once my right arm is done, I'll set an appointment to go in and we'll just shoot the shit about my ideas and see if my ideas work or if we have to tweak them. And I'll end up with a horror movie back piece eventually, which I'm both looking forward to and dreading because I'm sure there's going to be spots on my back that are probably going to make me want to jump out of that chair. But with that, I am going to go ahead and say... Thank you to anybody listening. Thank you to everybody who supports me. 
I'll say thank you to Spider for for being a big part of my my tattoo journey as well as giving my great artwork for my uh, my podcast. And I guess with that, I'll just say uh, see you next time. Have a good one. <laughs>